Hey y'all, I'm Myth, and I'm the weirdest bitch you know. This is my podcast. Hi. How you doing? (laughs) So, I had some really sweet feedback from my last episode, which I guess now that was just yesterday. Um... I'm trying to follow my inspiration when it comes and not be too hard on myself about when that is and putting things out on a schedule or I don't know. I think I really love routine and uh, maybe that's the Capricorn (laughs) in me, Uh, but I also have such different uh, energy flow. So anyway, I'm making another (laughs) Um, just because I feel like it. And again, just a solo episode, me talking, not sure where it's going to go. Honestly, half the time when I make these, they don't end up being published. (laughs) So if you're listening to this, that means that I decided to publish it. Um, Yeah, but I had a handful of people say they really enjoyed the podcast so far and compliments on my voice, which that means so much to me because I'm a little, I am self-conscious about my voice and I'm just, I I record these on my phone (laughs) and I think it's pretty obvious sound quality wise. Um, working on like not smacking my lips and stuff too so anyway just know that if you're one of those people that gave me a compliment I just I really appreciate that feedback because I um yeah like I said it it means a lot that people want to hear me talk I feel like I talk so much too (laughs) like so much and I still have things to say or things to, I guess, process externally. So, um, I had this really cool, I guess, between last night and this morning, maybe it was in my dreams that this came forward, but I had this idea for a product I want to create. And I talked a little bit yesterday, I guess. Yeah. Yesterday about my, some of my concerns with physical products and one of them is like my personal accountability for like creating it and ordering packing supplies and shipping and taxes and all these different things and because I'll be it's all herbal medicine technically either mostly to be applied topically or internally um Some of them are also internal. Yeah. Uh, But I need to have, I think it's called like the, the good practices, right? The G GMPs, CGMPs. Anyway, I've only, I've known about this concept for a little while and that is thanks to Tori from Cedar Hill Homestead. I worked for her for just a minute. Um, it was more than a minute, but I, um, bless her. She's a really, great person but um anyway so I learned about how you have to have like your own 
protocol basically that you set it's kind of like with tarot I have my code of ethics but like legally I don't think I have to have that with herbal medicine even though they're not usually checking up on really tiny herbalists um, it's still something legally you're supposed to have that and so anyway there's that layer you know to be above board and operating legally and um yeah there's just a lot of moving parts and that doesn't even include like the customer service aspect of like when things get broken in the mail and you know um all all the things that can go wrong with physical products um but at the same time yeah i had i have this idea for one and maybe I shouldn't share it yet. I'm just really excited about it. And it's something I've never heard of anyone else offering, which I think that's a big part of it too. It's like, I was mentioning how I kind of do worry about people taking what I create and like putting their spit on it, selling it. I've seen people do that a lot. Um, but I can't like <laughs> hide, live in fear because of that. Um, possibility but um can you hear <laughs> I wonder if you can hear my kid snoring I'm laying next to him uh, in bed he's asleep but anyway I uh yeah so there's I have many reasons that the physical products sort of intimidate me there's also the labeling mm. but I'm really excited uh, I, I'm trying to work on this limited belief sort of thinking that I have where I'll start with a caveat before I say the thing. So I kind of like negate my point or I start like talking myself out of things before I say them. Uh, yeah, I do that. I actually, my mother, I hung out with my mother today and same thing. She was doing it and I noticed it. <laughs> I noticed it because it was someone else doing it. And I'm like, oh, damn it. Is that where I got that from? And I think what that is, is that we've been misunderstood and we're trying to avoid potential misunderstanding. Um, but we're also like cutting ourselves off. So I, uh, yeah, I'm working on it. That's actually something, I guess I've been working on that since I noticed it last year before my friend Vanessa came down, who I've mentioned here on this podcast and who wants to be on the podcast. And I'm very excited for that possibility. She's a dream worker and a reader and just overall amazing person. One of the very few people I actually talk to regularly, um, as social as I am, as much as I like talking to people, when it comes to like consistently chatting and going deep and, you know, sharing the hard things, I really, excuse me, hmm. Sorry, I had to yawn. I'm sleeping. But anyway, I don't have that many. And it's not for lack of 
wonderful people who offer and even people that I've been close with before. It's like I'm just bad at reaching out. And uh, even when other people reach out, I'm bad at like, sometimes I'm not great at like continuing the conversation. And I think part of that also comes down to I start getting in my head about like what I think the other person expects of me. Uh, And I think that that's actually for a good reason. It's because I've said the wrong thing. I've, you know, reacted the wrong way so often (laughs) in my life where, yeah, I think it's a little bit of this like intimacy uh, it's not fear as much as like avoidance. Maybe there is fear too. I'm open to that possibility. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> coming back to that, I have some wonderful heart to hearts with Vanessa and, um, yeah, so I guess it was August. <sighs> excuse me, when I started noticing that habit. And then I start, what happens to me when I notice something I need to work on? When I start with the inner critic, <laughs> I um, I then start like beating myself up for not being kind to myself and for being a hypocrite because I'm not being kind to myself. <laughs> And you see the the problem with that. It's like, yeah. So what does it mean to be gentle with yourself? What does it mean to actually practice that in the way that I want to invite other people to practice it? Um, and I think part of it... Uh, and this this came forward in my last heart-to-heart with Vanessa. And this is something I know and something we've talked about. Something I think that is, you know, you learn it in therapy and from other healing, healing modalities, right? That when you have the feelings, you don't, whatever the feelings are, you, you're meant to process and feel them. Not to analyze and stay in your rational mind, right? Your logical mind. And overthinking them, chewing them up, you know, in the way that many of us do. And I definitely do. I start, I want to like talk myself out of certain feelings, but it's like, that's not it. (laughs) That's not the medicine. The medicine is to just, to just feel them. Meaning like if you're just laying there, feeling them, processing them, that is, that is the work and that is very hard work. It doesn't have to be, but that is the, the thing that I think it's like, we're so afraid of that. We don't want to feel the full extent of our feelings because it's, it hurts so much sometimes, um, but I don't, I don't actually know of another way to actually heal. 
we can avoid, we can numb, we can, you know, work through, push through, analyze, whatever. And I don't, I don't know that any of that heals it. it. And this is why people recommend meditation. Because meditation slows you down enough to do that without saying that's what you're doing necessarily. So, I don't know of another way. Even if, even if my memory was wiped, you know. If the body keeps the score, I just wonder. <laughs> Again, there's like this, this meme that's popping in my head that's like, you know, the meme of the dad that's like opening the door and he's like, are you winning, son? It's like, if the body keeps the score, who is winning? Because I feel like a big loser. <laughs> and I don't think I'm alone in that. So... I was talking about products and then I got here. But um, I guess that brings me to another point. Oh, it was because I was talking about how I always, how I typically share caveats before my point. I And I noticed my mom doing that today too, where she's like, I have this cool idea. Here's all the reasons why it won't work before she said the idea. And I was like, God, I don't know if I got that from her just specifically, or if that's just something we do, right? Like as people, as, you know, assigned female at birth people, um, I don't know, female perceived, I don't know what to call it. We're kind of in the same bucket sometimes, but also not in other ways. So anyway, I don't know if this is like a thing that we've just picked up or if I've just learned it directly from her. I don't think she realized she was doing it either. So anyway, I'm not ragging on my mom. I have such a good mom. If you're listening to this mom, I'm not judging you (laughs) I'm just noticing this and it's easier to notice things when it feels like it's outside of ourselves but usually we're picking up on that because it's a part of us that we're meant to heal so anyway what was the other point I was going to make with physical products my ADHD is so just present and I I'm not going to apologize for it um, because I don't think I need to be sorry about it. I don't think it's got to be a bad thing, though it feels like such a fucking curse sometimes. I'll admit that. I feel that sometimes. But anyway, yeah, so I have these ideas that I am excited about and I do feel shame about how it's kind of hard for me to get my stuff my shit together to do anything I want to do especially if I feel like it's important and I'm experiencing that right now where I'm like I feel like it is the right time in some ways and in others it's like I don't really have enough money to invest in making this 
because there's a little bit of time where I'll have to do some trial and error, even though uh, for the most part, I've been formulating these things for a long time and they're very, they're very unique. You know, when I talk about dream medicine, people just automatically kind of assume lavender essential oil and that is not part of this equation at all. Um, not, not that there's anything wrong with lavender. I just, it's not one of the dream medicines I work with because I, not me so much, but I feel like we almost get desensitized to certain scents because it's just, you know, there's lavender in everything. And, um, some people have a negative association with that smell, you know, it reminds them of I guess this could be true of any smell, but I don't know how much most people just in the general public are smelling wormwood, you know, or mugwort or blue lotus. Anyway, um, yeah, I do, coming back to shame, okay, I have a sense of shame sometimes about my timing. I think that following when I'm inspired, when it's real, when it's truly there, rather than just trying to dig for something out of obligation or scarcity or worry about losing traction or motivation. Um, that's something I'm trying to lean into now because I do get interrupted really often just in my life. Um, that being a parent and having multiple gigs, trying to make it work, you know? Um, yeah. So I guess another, another thing it's helping me. I, I believe it's helping me to talk through the things that I'm worried about because I think once I speak them, I don't know. It's like, I take a little bit of that power away because I've named it. And I know that for some things, maybe it feels like naming it, we're feeding it. And I think that's one of those paradoxes, right? Where it's like, if every single word out of my mouth is negative bullshit, then I'm going to feel negative. I'm going to spiral. It's going to be bad, right? And I think that that is true for me. And if I deny myself what I'm feeling in the moment, you know, that also burying stuff is not working. So anyway, I'm going to speak the things that I'm a little wary of. And I guess another part of it is that I'll just be honest, like I love tarot and I monetized that and I got real in my head about it because, you know, every reading is not perfect no reading is perfect. Nothing is perfect. But, you know, every reading is not a winner. Uh, some of the time the vibes are off, you know, or it just, you know, it doesn't resonate. And that, I just want to say for every reader out there, that happens. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who you are. That That will happen in your practice when you're being true to your specific medicine, um, it's not always going to match up with the other person. 
And it's not necessarily because you're bad. It's not necessarily because they've done anything wrong. It doesn't mean they're denying, you know, their truth or anything. Yeah, you might have readings where someone's like really doesn't want to believe whatever you're saying because it's painful. You know, they want to deny themselves that and that happens. But there are going to be some occasions where what you're saying just doesn't resonate. And that's it's good for us. It's actually good for our ego to have that happen, I think, if you don't internalize it as proof that you're bad. (laughs) So anyway, I think what has happened with tarot uh, in general, it's like anytime you monetize something, there's a piece of it that becomes an obligation. And I don't know that it has to be like that. But I know for me, with the way that I push myself, the way that I just, you know, I really take things to the limit because that's, I want to say it's in my nature, but I think some of it is a conditioned thing. Some of that's internalized capitalism and it's not about my nature. I'm not going to say that, but anyway, I, it starts losing its sparkle and I fear that if and when, because I will do this, but I fear that when I monetize my herbal medicine and do all the paperwork, all the things I need to do to make it, you know, legal and legit and above board, will it lose its sparkle? Will I still feel... How I do now, you know, plants are my friends and... I just, I mean, it's deeper than like friendships. It's like, in so many ways, they're my people. (laughs) They're who I turn to when people just can't, you know, human beings can't really accept me and can't uh, listen. And so... I want to make sure that I am in right relationship before I ever sell a drop of oil. I think in total, maybe in my entire life, I might have made, I don't know, $50 profit with herbal medicine. I've sold a few tinctures and that's it really. Yeah, you can hear my little guy snoring. (laughs) This is really fitting the theme of the old name, but whatever. Sleeping with myth and BB. Anyway, so yeah, I don't take this lightly and I'm still working things out. And at the same time, I just know how many people uh, can fall in love and be in deeper connection with their dreams, in deeper connection with the land because of what I plan to share and the way I plan to share it. That's the thing. It's like 
I'm not just thinking about customer satisfaction. I'm not just thinking about, well, am I going to make enough money doing this? Of course, that's, that is a factor. I have to make money to survive and keep doing this. <laughs> but I'm also thinking about sustainability where I get every component that isn't something that I grew down to the bottles and the tins and everything. And then there's, yeah, the labeling. But basically I'm making things that I want to use or have used with, um, and and notice that like, oh, this was really helpful for me. I think too, I want to make it really clear in my messaging and marketing that none of these things create a dream work practice. And so I think I mentioned this last time, but I'm going to just mention it again. That's also why around the same time that I offer this line of dream work, dream medicines, I also will have the dream work uh, downloadable course that I plan to make as accessible as possible for people who just want to start, you know, day one, you know, just have everything right there. This is how you do it. This is what you can do. I think it's important to really forgive yourself if you need to forgive yourself or, um, yeah, be gentle with yourself around like re- recollection and, and writing your dreams down. I had a dream last night I forgot to write down because um, I was going to share it with a friend and then I ended up hanging out with my sister and my mom to see an apartment that was just extremely overpriced. will not be getting that, I don't think. But anyway... <laughs> I digress. Um, But yeah, I think I used to be very all or nothing with my dream work. And just my journaling practice in general, I would like forget to journal on my set schedule. There's me and schedules (laughs) and rules and boundaries, my favorite things (laughs) in some ways. Um, It's so funny because I'm so, in some ways, I like really resist those things. But yeah, I'm a paradox, I suppose. But so, yeah, I would be like, oh, well, I didn't journal today. So never mind. I'm just going to quit trying to make myself journal because I can't do it consistently. Like I had it in my head that consistency was good and everything else was bad, you know with my dreaming practice it'd be like oh I didn't write that down or I didn't you know tell someone my dream so whatever you know this was years ago because I've had a dream journal for a while since then um I'll just speak my dream I'll just speak the dream I had so I had a dream oh you know what I don't know if I can because I just realized and this is why it's important to have a dream journal. Write it before you have a day. I think I've forgotten most of the details. One of the main things I remember 
I'll, I'll just explain what I remember. The main colors in this dream were like a neon blue and pink, like bright, uh, not strobe lights, but like definitely that really fun bisexual lighting is what they called it. Anyway, so I'm at this like dig store where you're, I don't know if that's a term other people use. I realized, I've realized that some of the stuff that I thought was just everybody says this, it's like, no, just my immediate family uses this term. But yeah, so it was like some sort of discount store uh, where they were like starting to throw things away. And I was actually trying to like gather things before they got thrown away like old makeup and clothes and things that like probably weren't good but like there was still a use you know um and then my one of my old professors was there and we were eating in this same place (laughs) in this like weird discount store there's also this food court and I was eating everybody else was like eating sushi and for some reason I was eating Sue's corn was what it was called and then I woke up and actually looking back this really kind of remind this just let me title this dream because that's something I always try to do I think I'll just call it Sue's corn even though that wasn't the main part of the dream, I remember when I woke up being like, wow, that's so such a specific name, and that's not what I would order. I would order sushi <laughs> in real life. I don't even, I'm not even a big corn person. It was just like corn on a plate. Like what? Anyway, again, it's like I think I was trying in some way I'm eating scraps or I was like, you know, trying to make sure that there was no waste. And that is something I have a lot of, I would, I don't know, is it anxiety? I guess I, um, I expend a lot of energy with like environmental anxiety. And also like, even though I know personal impact, like individual impact is not going to be the key to, you know, healing the earth. I'm still so fucking mean to myself when I'm being wasteful. And I think that this dream, part of it, part of it um, kind of shows up that my my um, lack programming, my scarcity programming where I'm like, oh no, these things are going to end up in a landfill even though they even in that dream, I don't think any of that stuff was useful for me. I don't remember what any of it was, so clearly not. Um, And then I'm eating something that's not even what I want because I think in the dream, I, I think a component was like, oh, well, that's what's, <laughs> that's what nobody else wants to eat and otherwise it'll end up in the garbage. And I'll say, you know, I grew up a little bit with the whole, like, you eat what's on your plate because it's there and we made it or whatever. But my family really did not 
do that to me in the way that it, some people had that happen. Like, I'm pretty sure my husband, um, like, had to eat rice aroni. <laughs> That's the one that comes up he'll talk about because I'll, like, make, I'll, like, gesture towards it, you know, not thinking in the grocery store. And he's like, hell no. Anyway, I, <laughs> I don't know why I'm adding that. Um, no, I just, just to say that I really was not raised to be like this. Uh, <laughs> I wasn't, um, but I still, yeah, I worry a lot about my impact to the point where I like deny myself things. It's like beyond comfort. It's like things that I, that would like greatly improve my experience in life. I'm like, I'll deny myself that for just an ounce of maybe that won't end up in the landfill, you know? Uh, I ended up, I ended up today at a place I haven't been in probably 10 years, TJ Maxx, <laughs> of all places, because my sister wanted to go. And I ended up buying some jars, actually, to brew medicine in, because they had these giant mason jars for really cheap, um, and some things like that. And even though every single thing I bought, with the exception, <clears throat> oh, excuse me, that was a horrendous burp. Um, I'm leaving it. That <laughs> weirdest bitch you know, burping into uh my phone. Anyway, I um every single thing I bought, with the exception of some gluten free snacks that were very inexpensive, I still I was just like I bought things for making medicine. And still, I was like, oh, man, should I have bought those things? Like, and every every time I do that, I beat myself up, too, because it's like, hello, <laughs> you're allowed to like things. You're allowed to take up space. You're allowed to want things. Um, not every time you spend money, it, it's not always frivolous. Though I have absolutely been frivolous before in my life. And I think, I don't know. It's like I have this weird little magical thinking thing where it's like, oh, well, I used, I wasted money before. So now if I just hold on to every cent, then it somehow evens out, which is, it's just not how that works. <laughs> it's, it's not how any of that works. Um... I don't think because, you know, <sighs> balance, balance, uh, today, you know, like the way that I, uh, follow inspiration, but you know, if you are friends with me on Twitter, I didn't do my stream today. And then I was kind of mean to myself about it, even though I wasn't at home and I wasn't, definitely wasn't feeling it. It's like, oh, here's another thing I started and didn't finish. And, um, like, so what? 
<laughs> you know, so what? I'm still making stuff and that's good. It's okay to not finish everything. I just get in this sunk cost fallacy sometimes where I'm I'm kind of struggling with that right now with some of my magical practice where where um I would say most of my magical practice is just me, you know, doing my stuff. But I like to go to group things sometimes. And uh, one of the places I like to practice, even on sliding scale, I just can't afford what's coming. Uh, <laughs> I want to use more details, but I don't want it to sound like I'm saying something negative about this uh spiritual teacher or this place it's not them it's just you know even on sliding scale I can't afford it this time and I'm kind of like dang you know (laughs) beating myself up about not being able to partake even though I have plenty on my plate but because I started because I started this particular working I, uh, which is, you know, this particular series of teachings, it's like, oh, well, if I don't, you know, if I don't, um, continue, then what I've done so far isn't valuable. And that's not true. That is not true. I have to interrupt that thinking. Um, but yeah, (laughs) it's been, it's a tight month. It's the month after Christmas and my birthday though on my birthday I got extra money and then I just I spent it I thought I'd be good and then I just bought myself birthday presents um and I guess I could regret that and I maybe in some way I do because it's like well I'm stressed now uh the other part of me is like no birthday is for fun And I had fun. I had a really good birthday this year. And most importantly, nobody died. (laughs) That's like a weird thing that it's not my favorite. But speaking it doesn't make it more true. It's already a thing that has happened quite a bit. People in my family and people that I love have died around my birthday enough to where other people notice it as well. And, um, yeah, it's a fucking bummer. But this year, that did not happen. And, yeah, I turned 31 and I had a good birthday. It's just the weeks after my birthday. Excuse me. I'm yawning and burping and spitting into my phone. (laughs) Um, Yeah, thanks for being here. But, uh, yeah, the weeks after my birthday, I was pretty depressed. And part of that was eating gluten, which I should never do. And sometimes I do it. Anyway, um, and I think part of it was, I don't know, being 31. It's a loud fucking car. You hear that? Anyway, being 31 feels bad some I don't know it's not 
it's not that I think 31 is old. Nobody else who's 31 is old, okay? But for me, for some reason, I feel like I'm fucking 13 inside uh, in a lot of ways, and I don't like it. I don't know when this happened. I mean, I know I'm smarter than when I was, well, I don't know if I'm smarter than when I was a kid. Maybe not. Uh, I know I've gained a lot of experience and wisdom, but there are times where straight up, I feel like I'm still like, maybe even younger than 13. Sometimes it's like, yeah, I feel the same as I have since I've been conscious and aware, you know, that I can remember. I feel the same inside and my body is doing all kinds of other things, um, (laughs) including, you know, the chronic health stuff that makes me so tired and uh, I know it's just a number like genuinely it is just a number uh but noticing how I'm aging it's like oh yeah I knew this would happen and it's happening and what the fuck (laughs) it's like I feel ripped off even though everybody I've watched this happen to every human I know who has lived to this age. And I I make it sound like it's so ancient and it's not. 31 is not old, but I just, it's like I remember being little and being like 31. Yeah, that's, or 30s. Oh my gosh, adult. And it's like, oh my God, no, I'm not (laughs) adult. (laughs) What? My parents were this clueless when they were my age. And, oh, yeah, absolutely they were. But <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, I it just, I just feel it um, now. And, yeah, I was depressed. I was, like, in bed about that for a while, just, like, damn. Uh, it's not that I don't like myself exactly. It's not that I don't want to get older. I think in some ways I really look forward to that, like, crone-ism that's on the way. And I also notice how women and people perceived as women become invisible as they get older, unless it's like ridicule. I know that's not always the case, but it's the case a lot when you're not like a celebrity and you're just a regular older person. Uh, The way that society treats older adults, I've always really disliked that. Uh, I've just noticed it and I've always, I like babies. I, I, let me just reiterate, I love babies I love children but I've always really liked older adults I liked hearing their stories and I know I'm not even old but it's like I see it now you know I'm at the horizon where I like see that happening and my nana is getting a lot older and (laughs) my sister spent the night last night and this morning uh so I think it's okay 
I want to share the dream that she had, but I'm, I'm not going to actually, because I didn't get explicit permission, but let's just say that this morning I cried for a few minutes just thinking about how one day our Nana, who is about to be 88, will not be with us anymore. And I could cry again just thinking about that because she is so special to us and to me. Um, But yeah, it's like my Nana, I, she like, is so frustrated that her movement is different that she can't just run and you know she's always been very active in her garden cooking just doing whatever she wants doing everything really just being a caretaker and she's very frustrated that that is changing and her ability is changing and it's like something about me. There there it is. Okay. I figured it out. <laughs> I figured something out. Mm. So me being in my 30s, part of why that is so hard to bear, it's not just about me aging. It's actually about the fact that I know people can die at any time, but it becomes normal. It becomes normal that the people older than us are dying. And that's the thing I don't want. And that is inevitable. Uh, I think other than podcast posts, my most recent Patreon post was actually a download about, I pulled the death card. And the download was that we're already dead. Uh, (laughs) You know, the power that we give death, that the fear that we feed death can be a source of, of power and fuel for a living. And I lost a patron when I said that, <laughs> which might be unrelated. You know, maybe they just needed to go, and that's fine. Or maybe they didn't like the post also. If, you know, that's fine. I'm actually not entitled to know, and I, uh, I'm working on not letting that kind of thing bother me when there's so many factors. And also... It's okay if if people don't resonate with everything I say. It doesn't mean I'm bad, right? Um, oh, I'm about to hit my limit. Right. So, uh, as I was saying, <laughs> I think in order for me to really not be working from obligation or a place of appeasement for other people, it's important for me to allow without resistance 
when people are ready to go from my life. And I don't mean patrons, <laughs> though that is what I just had mentioned, but um, in general, I think I have such resistance to letting go. I have such resistance to letting go of anything. You know, I will hold a grudge to the grave if I don't check myself. And even then, I think, I'm not sure. I know that in my reading sometimes, I know that, oh, you got to let go. You know, that comes up and and I have ways that I share for letting go and loosening our grip on things and and I practice them and I try and I don't know. Have I ever fully let go of anything though? Just real talk, I'm not sure. I think I think there's been a few things I've let go of, but I, I will say that I have a tendency to hold, to hang on to, you know, uh, I typically, I don't know, in relationships, I, I do tend to be the one that ends it. However, uh, when I'm not ready to let go, when I'm the one getting uh, ended with, dumped, broken up with. Oh, that's so hard. Those take me a long time to deal with, to really let go of. And you know what? I have let go of some things because I've let go of those, of those things. You know, that's, <laughs> that's the one place where it's like, yeah, I have let go of some of that. Some of. Anyway, when... I'm showing up truly in my authenticity. That means that people are allowed to say, no thanks, goodbye. And any sense of like changing my behavior so someone would stay, that's actually a betrayal of myself. It's like I know that and I still, I just don't like it. I really do. When it's people I value and trust and love, it's like I really don't want to let them go ever. And you could say maybe that's not love, right? I don't think that that hanging on is because of love. Even though I do that with some people that I love, I think that hanging on is actually you know what, maybe that comes back to that scarcity thing, that thing of like, I will never have this again. I will never love someone like this again, so I can't let it go. Uh, or even if it's like anger or a grudge with someone, it's like, if I let this go, am I letting them off the hook? If I let them off the hook, do I have to also be more compassionate with myself? <laughs> And and let my own shit go too. Mm. <laughs> well, I think I'll publish this, even though it's all over the place. I think. I think the scarcity wound. It's just, it's still there. It's still there, and sometimes if I'm not 
checking, it'll drive. Excuse me. Jeez. So gross. Did you know I was going to burp right in your ear? (laughs) I know a lot of people would just edit things out and try to make these things more concise. I could do that, but just knowing how I don't finish things a lot of times, even if it's stuff that's quite important to me, I, I'm just, I'm going to leave it in. Um, sorry for burping in your ear. I, I would probably just cut off a podcast immediately if I heard that. So if you're still here, uh, yeah, I love you for sure. Um, what else was I going to say? I don't know how anyone could listen to this though, for real, because <laughs> it's just, but if you like my voice, which I have been told a few times in the past 24 hours, then maybe this will scratch that itch. I'm still trying to figure out from my dream, Sue's corn. Who is Sue? I know some Sue's. I'm not going to unpack all the Sue's I know here, um, in this episode at least, but I'll say the Sue that came to mind is someone I'm not in contact with anymore, but has been on my mind today since the dream. I have a lot of empathy for, but I, in that relationship, I realized I needed to leave actually and cut them off and draw a boundary And I feel like this is related. This is related to what I'm learning, you know, on the other side of that in some ways. Here's the thing that is really hard for me to let go of. I'm coming full circle. It's the name of Vanessa's uh, practice, by the way. Come full circle healing. That's a totally unpaid plug that I just (laughs) rattled off. But anyway... Um, she is so worth it and you should check her out. But, um, mm, yeah, I'm coming full circle because I'm realizing the thing that I have the hardest time letting go of is when I am not proud of my behavior in a situation and I lose someone or there's a fuzzy line of like where I'm not sure if I was really wrong or if the other person was wrong, you know, those situations where maybe everyone was a little bit of an asshole or, you know, you both think the other is the issue or, you know, when you just have a blowout fight with someone that you still love or were good friends with and now you're not close anymore because of whatever. I, um, that's that shit is really hard for me to let go of and there's like two specific ones that I can think of that just you know I I think about those all the time mainly because well in one of the situations that people still live in my town um but it's none of my business, except for I see them uh, occasionally. But again, like, I'm I'm not the victim. 
you know, this is just a reflection. I've mentioned, I think, in passing the same thing before. But anyway, if you're listening to this and we've had a blowout and you live in my town, just remember that I was born here (laughs) and you being here is a choice. Um, (laughs) Anyway, I had to have a little bit of petty shit talking. Um, Anyway, I just, I'm never so sure in my own life, I guess, was it me? Was it them? I have a tarot spread that, excuse me, I should share it soon. I think I might have only shared it on Patreon because the timing was, the timing wasn't good. (laughs) <laughs> to share on on insta or wherever else on social media is um it, but i have a tarot spread that's like is it me am i the drama the you know that sound i'm sure there is a it goes further back but when i was on tiktok that was a sound is it me and i am i the drama i don't think i'm the drama no. <laughs> anyway, I I never know. Because sometimes, you know, I'm the only one that lives in my experience. And I wonder if it's me. If I'm the drama. I might be. I think sometimes I definitely am. But other times it's like, I really can't tell if it's me or if it's them. And I typically am just like, you know what? Even though I can point to these things they did wrong, it's probably me. And this is the thing I'm still, like, struggling to let go of. (laughs) Those things. Those. It's because I can't so easily categorize it, I think. Knowing what is fully mine and what is someone else's. And um, those are my, my friendship wounds, you know? I have many acquaintances and few really close friends and my really close friends like I said I talk to one of them regularly other than my husband who we're really close but of course we are um you know I say of course we are but it hasn't always been like that and I'm really grateful that we are now so yeah that's a blessing I should not take for granted Anyway, um, coming around, back around, I don't know. I feel like I have a lot to work out in my dreams tonight. Like, I woke up this morning after that dream, Sue's corn, um, and I I wasn't even thinking about the dream. And then I just, there was so much medicine in there as we just uh, kind of ran through in the weirdest, most roundabout way mixed in with other things. I woke up this morning thinking about this product idea, but then my subconscious, you know, there's that whole other layer. (laughs) And... um, I think when it comes to dream analysis and interpretation, 
a lot of times I tell folks like don't get too in your head about it analyzing thinking thinking you know in the way that I put a caveat before everything even the way I shared my dream just now was not really the most optimal it's just what I it was just what was there right but like when we're interpreting our own or other people's dreams it's like we really don't want to do that we really just want to see what's right there what's the intuitive hunch you know and thinking with the more I don't know empathic senses uh don't get me started on empath empathic uh being an empath or whatever i'm not an empath i don't know what other people are feeling but i am extremely sensitive i know what i'm feeling and it's a lot it's intense i will say sometimes though it's like as much as social cues can be hard and i can't pick up on like what I was mentioning earlier, what I think someone expects of me, like to say, you know, those things that uh, I think it's obvious for some people how to have a conversation. But for me, it's like I go deep real quick, not in the like dumping on people, though. This is for sure a dump. <laughs> this podcast, this is a dump. Uh, for sure but it's like I have had situations where I said it earlier today too in in this where I was like oh I say the wrong thing sometimes I say the thing that they want left unspoken and I don't think that's because I have a superpower I think people have that information available I think of, mm, I have a really specific example that just came forward that I'm going to share. So this was a very long time ago, more than, mm, no, it was probably about 10 years ago, Mm, maybe nine. It doesn't, that doesn't matter. This was about a decade ago. I was at a party with some friends uh, and the neighbor for the friend whose party I was at came over and was like, I have a boat. And for some reason, this was so long ago, but we went and looked at his boat and I'd never like seen a house like this. I felt like I was in the presence of like such wealth that I like couldn't even understand, (laughs) you know? And uh, in this interaction, he was like talking about his job and it was something, I want to say it was like Marines or something. And we were just having a conversation. And before, have you ever said something where it's like you hear yourself saying it, but you wouldn't have said that or something? I don't know. It was like I heard my mouth say, do you ever feel bad about killing people like the people that died in war or something I I heard my mouth say that and my friend was like oh my god don't say you know myth 
I wasn't going by myth at the time, but they they were just like, oh my God, don't say that, you know? And the person's face, it just like fell and I realized what I had done. Um, I realized and I was like, oh God, I'm so sorry. And, you know, I feel like I have that, not at that level, obviously, that's a very clear, obvious, like, you know, intense version of this. Uh, But I have that sort of an interaction with people, I don't know, really frequently. Like, I do not know how to have a conversation, I feel like. And that makes me feel like just it can feed that internal that narrative of like that story that I repeat sometimes of like nobody can understand you you're just like not capable of being normal or in community and and that's not true I know that's not true but sometimes that's what's there um yeah so just an aside if you ever on online if you're ever trying to have a conversation with me and I just fall off, you know, like I don't respond or something. I got distracted. It It is not about you. I just want to mention that. This is why on all my social medias, basically it says my DMs might be missed. Email. If you want to get in touch with me, email is the way. Sleepyhousehealing.com. Please email me that if you have if you want to talk, that's fine. Um I just I DMs kinda like stress me out. And um I have a lot of them. Some of them make me feel like I'm in trouble. And at 31, you'd think I would have maybe processed that, <laughs> you know, needing to answer to people thing, but yeah still still working on that um what else was I gonna say god I've talked so much but you know what I also I've been pretty vulnerable and I've shared and I've also kind of like come around to understand some things that I didn't know before I started talking uh so (laughs) I might name this episode like dump (laughs) this is the dump um anyway if you if you want to interact i think probably the best place to do so other than patreon patreon.com slash sleepy house healing um yeah the discord so i have a discord server it's called big shirt family i don't know that i've really talked about big shirt my my big shirt ideology here but it's the it's a way of life uh i think i feel like we'd all be doing better if we just had our big shirts allowed uh in general just to exist and be blobs more often um but anyway so anyone who's a patron gets to join the Big Shirt Family Discord server, which is my community. 
I, I promise everything has a theme. The theme is sleepy, <laughs> you know, vegging out, chilling. That's meant to be the theme. Um, I might have told the story of how Sleepy House Healing came to be, but you know that name really suits everything that I do. But yeah, so other than Patreon... Connected to the Patreon is the Discord. You can join for two bucks. And it's a good community. Everybody in there is a friend at this point, basically. It's still really small and tight-knit. With that said, people who support me on Patreon, thank you so much. You have helped me. I won't go on. I know I just did this, but thank you. Um, readings are still closed, but I'm hoping, I'm hoping I can at least open books next week-ish. Don't bank on it, but that's my plan. I would like to, I would like to open them sooner rather than later, but I got to figure out the device debacle. Um, (laughs) the device debacle. Okay. How can you support me? Yeah. So you can follow me on Twitter. On Twitter, I'm uh, a mythic witch. On Instagram, I'm Sleepy House Healing. I just don't get on there very often anymore because it's a shopping plaza. And I just don't like that. Um, yeah. I think, I think that's it. PayPal. Sleepy House Healing Cash App is a mythic witch. I don't really expect people to send me money, but sometimes people do. And if you've ever just sent me $5 for no reason, uh, I need you to know that I ate it. (laughs) Most likely I ate it. Um, And I appreciate it. I ate it and I appreciate it. Yeah, I think that's it. Okay, I've talked so long. If you've listened to this, I feel very loved and also I love you. Um, I'm at this point I'm sharing because I think, I think maybe there's something here that someone is supposed to hear. And if that's just me burping in your ear, that's cool. Um, all right. Good night. Sweet dreams.